Yo, chill. <laughs> we just got the jazz. That was sick. That was wow. Oh my god, wow. that was so good. Wow. All right, I'm on this week, right? What are you talking about? Books, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think you know how to read, though. No, so this is actually um, capitalist theory. Yeah. Wait, this hold is... on. Capitalism? Capitalism. Capitalism, capitalism yes. is when no iPhones. I thought communism was when no iPhones. Oh, you're right, Aldon. See, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. so not, if I'm you don't know the status of iPhones, you shouldn't. You should not be here. <laughs> so. Fine, fine, fine. Next week, though, right? Next week? Next we be jamming, huh? We be jamming. Next week, we will be, in fact, be jamming. We will, in fact, be jamming. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, Let's get it. Run salvage. Yo, true. <laughs> what? Run salvage? No. You don't know what that means? No, you texted me. Your run is weak when I was coming over here, and I'm really confused. I still don't know what it means. <laughs> run salvaged. Um, you gonna explain it? No. Nope. Or just keep saying it's it? It's like... <laughs> it's like... You know, just like like your speed run, it's like when something ha- like your run has been salvaged. Like it's a good thing has happened. It's it's saved. Oh, um, and I just thought it was funny to say that your journey is weak. Um, oh, your journey is weak. Same thing. Same essence, though. Mm. Um, I repeat my journey. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's weak. But um, you know whose journey is not over. Oh, who? Nick. What's his name? Nick Wilder. something Allen. Oh, Nick, uh, oh, what is it? Danger? It's not danger. Distraction? I think it's like... Piss Baby? I, that, that's it. That sounds right. That does indeed Nick sound Piss correct. Baby Allen. Nick Piss Baby Allen. Oh, my mom told me that I was the only one that said piss on the podcast anymore, so can you please just say piss, like, five times in a row? Um. As <laughs> I say it, my mom will give me in trouble. Not the show! <laughs> I am not. I can't say it. You can't say piss. No. That is beyond. When I was a kid, I wasn't even allowed to say stupid or dumb. You or, just got us demonetized. Yeah. Or shut up. Wait. So <laughs> I hate it here. I am angry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, bring that up. Oh, we got the we got the ice. And this is fancy ice. My mom got this ice machine. I didn't spill. No, you didn't. I didn't see it. So I got an email. <laughs> Who'd you get an email from? Joe? Oh, it wasn't an email. It was a Twitch notification. Oh, who's streaming? Uh, Rambo. Yo, that guy? Mm-hmm. What, what a man. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to the book. Oh. Today we're reading Frindle again. Again, we have to finish it. This is the ultimate I think we should, season finale. We should, yeah, they're closing my face. I think we should stop telling jokes on the podcast and just start reading books on the podcast forever and ever and ever. Next up, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> that MF was huge. <laughs> yeah. For real. It's pretty big. She got the fatty. She, he do got, she got the fatty. I got another one. I am printing my thing on silent. Who else is streaming? Nikki, Naichu. Who? I don't know. I don't even watch her. I don't know why I still follow her. That's it's okay. That sounds uh It's okay. Kind of misogynistic because she is in fact a woman. Hmm. Well she's the only woman that I'm following. <laughs> wow, it's okay. I don't think I follow any women, so Yeah. It's okay, it's whatever. I just like Minecraft. 
You like Minecraft? I love Minecraft. Me too. You know who else probably likes Minecraft? Nick. Nick Allen. Nick, Nick is Allen. baby Allen. He definitely likes. He's really cool. Yeah, for real. Um, so if you didn't listen to the last podcast, you should definitely go listen to it. It is very... Or else you'd be very confused. You will be very confused. Unless you already read Frindle, which, welcome to the Scholar Society. How is it? How is it here? Um, do you guys have, like, blue bonnet books? What? Like, like, books that, like, your state or whatever chooses, um, that are, like, really cool. And if you, like, read a certain... We have Black Eyed Susan books. Let's see, yeah, ours is blue bonnet because it's Texas. state flower. Yeah, yeah, ours is a black eyed Susan. Which black eyed mm-hmm. Susan are just some are they pretty f- some flowers that are like look like they have been um you know when you tell kids don't drink coffee or it'll stunt your growth um that's what happened to these sunflowers and then they became black eyed Susans. I think am I thinking of the right what? flower, man? What does that even Look mean? Look up Black Eyed Susan. It looks like a, 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 a sunflower that Let isn't a sunflower. Black, Black Eyed Susan. Susan. Oh, it's ugly. Yeah. About, yeah. So it just looks like a flower. It looks like a sunflower, but it drank too much coffee during infancy. And it's like, ew, it's ugly. Blue bonnets look so much better. Let me show you. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. They can't see. Yes, it's They're blue. <laughs> Aw, they look like, um... They look, look like, like if I were like, to suck them, it would taste really good. You know really the toilet good. bowl? <laughs> yes, all that nectar up in them. Dude. <laughs> Yo, chill. I can just imagine all the nectar. Man's got the little pockets. Dude. You know when someone has, like, really... Look at them cheeks. <laughs> you know when someone has, like, really deep blackheads, and you're like, wow, do I just want to get a portion of and, and, just like, like... rip those MFs out? That's what it looks like when I look at one of those. Yeah. Just the overwhelming just like, urge I really to, to suck, suck it. it. I just like, yep. I just want to suck all the nectar right out of there. So anyway. As do I. If, if you didn't watch the last podcast, um, basically there's this dude. We're reading a book. A this book. Is for, it's for my birthday. This is my birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. And for my birthday, we're reading a book on the podcast. Even though it's been over a week since. But it's whatever. It's, it's fine. Else. Shut up. Stop complaining. It isn't fair. Yeah, I know it isn't fair. It isn't fair that clearly Charlotte's the favorite because her birthday podcast got two parts, but mine only got one part. Yeah. You also got a guest. No, no, no. But it doesn't... I. It's so clear to me that everyone favors you, and it's kind of, like, annoying me. It's clear to me, too, and I enjoy it. I think it's really funny. But that's... No, honestly, if we were actually to have, like, um... A fan base, I think there would be, like, <laughs> obviously you don't know iCarly, but you know how there were, like, Sheddy shippers and, like, Creddy? Sure. So, like, Sam and Freddy, they would yeah. ship them, and then mm-hmm. there's, like, I feel like we would have those, like, hardcore kind of, like, going at each other. Like, this like, one's better. Yeah. No, this one's better. I feel like it would be, um, what's, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a duo that, I've never watched Dan and Rhett Phil. Rhett and Link. But, uh, Rhett and Link, that's it. Yeah. It would be like, like that. Oh, Rhett's funnier. And then yeah, people are like, no, Link's funnier. Yeah, but, okay, say who you like better on three. Three, two, wait. Wait, one, I don't know, two. I don't know. Stop, I'm counting down. One, wait, okay, two. is this like, is this like now or like before? Now. Now? Yeah. Okay. One, two, three, Link. Link. Okay, good. <laughs> before it was Rhett. Really? Before I've always liked Link. I've liked Link, but I thought Rhett was like funnier. Mm. Not yeah. like funnier, he was just like different. Yeah. He was different, and I liked the different. Mm-hmm. 
I've always. But then liked when Link. Link redid his hair, oh, that's actually, when that's I was so mad when Link redid his hair. Yeah, now his like, hair goes up, and I'm pissed. I was like, how can it go? How can both y'all's hair go up? But then Red's hair started going down. So yeah, they kind of reversed. It re- reversed, reversed. Okay, we gotta start reading. Oh this yeah, book, man, this is gonna take forever. Okay, this chapter we're on chapter ten called Freedom of the Press, and this chapter is, in fact, my favorite chapter in the entire book. So I'm gonna move the microphone closer so you guys can hear me. Whoa. For real. Ice break. We can't hear it. You still can't hear. Sounds Sorry. like the maracas up in this. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I was such a comedian. No, I didn't spill. <laughs> that was you. Check your lap. Do you got you got water in there? <laughs> nah, not not I. Okay. Chapter ten, Freedom of the Press. Judy Morgan was a reporter for the, the Westfield Gazette, the local newspaper. Westfield was a quiet little town. There was the occasional burglary. The teenagers, was, the teenagers would get rowdy once in a while. Oh, no. And there was some shouting in the town council or the planning board now and then. But mostly, things were calm and orderly in Westfield. Every Thursday, the Westfield Gazette proved it. Hmm. Todd Bell sold advertisements for the paper, and he had a daughter in fourth grade at Lincoln Elementary. He told Judy that a bunch of fifth graders were making trouble and were not obeying teachers anymore. (gasps) That there was something about a secret code word they were all using. And half of the students have been kept after school one day last week, including his own little girl. (gasps) His daughter. His daughter. The only other story Judy was working on was about an eight was about 18 new trees that were going to be planted along East Main Street. Lame. <laughs> Boring. Who cares about trees? Trees. Team trees. Mr. Beast already did that. Pick something new. For real. The trees could wait. That's for sure. Yeah, honestly. This thing at the elementary school sounded like a real story. So Judy Morgan showed up at Lincoln Elementary School at 3 o'clock the day after Miss Chapman had been to visit Nick's parents. The sign on the door had said, all visitors must report to the office. And she Ooh. did. On the bulletin board outside the office, Judy saw Miss Granger's notice about the punishment for using the word frindle. She stepped back two paces, aimed her camera at the notice, and snapped a photo. She read the notice once more and then stepped into the office. Miss Freed, the school secretary, looked up and smiled. May I help you? <laughs> she has a southern accent. I just decided right now. Okay. Um, what should the, what should, what should the, the newspaper lady sound like? Yes, I'm sure you can. My name. This is going to get way annoying. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you can. My name is Judy Morgan and I work for the. <laughs> She's also Southern. They're all Southern. <laughs> My name is Judy Morgan, and I work for the Westfield Gazette. <laughs> I, I'd like to know about the poster outside the office, the one about this word, Frandel. Who should I talk to? Miss Freed stopped smiling. <gasps> How dare she? <laughs> she was sick and tired of anything to do with that word. For the past, for the past week, her phone had been ringing off the hook. Poppin! Period. She got them hoes. For real. <laughs> if, it weren't, if it wasn't a parent complaining about a child who had to stay after school, it was someone from the school board trying to get in touch with Miss Chapman or Miss Granger or Miss... Oh, or Miss Granger. Period. 
Miss Freed pursed her lips and narrowed her eyes. She said, you'll have to speak with the principal. Let me see if Miss Chap... Oh, shoot. You'll have to speak with the principal. Let me see if Miss Chapman is free. Is that how they speak in Texas? Uh, no. No, you're wrong. The, you're I, wrong. I'm, you're wrong. Stop talking. Have you hey, ever been to ta- Texas? Stop talking. You're wrong. You are wrong. I am right. Um, Judy noticed right away that the principal was not comfortable talking about this stuff. When asked about the poster outside the office, the office door, Miss Chapman laughed and said, Oh, that? It's nothing, really. Some kids have... Some kids have been playing a little prank, and it's time to put a stop to it. Guys. The principal's laugh sounded phony to, to to Judy Morgan. And did that and did that notice put an end to the prank? The prank? What is this prank? prank? No, this is a movie. This is democracy. This is anarchy. Yes, at its finest. Um And did the notice put an end to the prank? I heard that a lot of children were kept after school last week. Would you tell me a little bit about that? Parents would like to know what's going on. Miss Chapman looked like, well, like a kid who just been sent to the principal's office. Yo, there's no way. That's, wait, how? Wait. Who did this? She's who's, the principal. Whose man is this? Who did this? Who allowed this? Who did this? He is, she is the principal. How? She can't go to the principal's office. Impossible. She lives there. IQ plays million IQ. IQ 100. <laughs> million IQ imposter. When the imposter is sus. Okay. Guys, get it? C- guys, get it? Get it? Because. Hey, guys, guys, do you get it? Guys, because the imposter is sus. Guys, because, like, Among Us is, like, the hot new game right now. Sus means suspicious. Yeah, because, like, like, you know how, like, the imposter, you're, like, accuse them. And they are sus. <laughs> They're so sus all the time. Do you guys get it? Do you get it? Come on, guys. You get it. <laughs> Among us sus. Among us. Okay. Now that now no. that we're done with that. Now. Wanna see my renegade? <laughs> Wanna see my renegade? Wanna see my renegade? Okay. Um. Um. Keep going. I'm trying to find my police. She squirmed a little bit in a chair and tried to smile. She said, "Well, we do still have a little problem, but it's under control." Miss Granger may have overreacted a bit. I don't think the children have really been trying to dis- be disrespectful. They're just, they're just trying to have some fun, and it's more like a difference of opinion. And then Miss Chapman went on to tell the reporter what she knew about the word frindle and how it had became popular among the students. Judy Morgan took careful notes. Spaz. <laughs> For real. Freaking teacher spaz right there. Honestly. Uh, okay. <laughs> When the principal had finished, Judy Morgan said, Would you mind if I asked Miss Granger a few questions? Miss Chapman said, No, not at all. Oh, I think she- No. No. You can't ask her anything. No, she's dead. She died last week due to Frindle. She died for Frindle. She died. She died in this the name war, of Frindle. This war, it led to her death. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Okay. Um. Miss Chapman said, No, not at all. But Judy could tell that the principal wished she would just go away. How could Rude. She... <laughs> what could she say, though? Miss Chapman couldn't very well keep the reporter away from Miss Granger because, after all, America's a free country with free press. If Judy really wanted to, she would talk to Miss Granger sooner or later. True. It was sooner. In three minutes, Judy Morgan was standing in the doorway of room 12 looking at Miss Granger. Mm. 
There are about 15 students sitting at desks scattered around the room. 15? 15. Busy writing out their 100 sentences. She knocked on the... She knocked, and the teacher and students looked up from their work. I'm Judy Morgan from the Westfield Gazette. Miss Granger, may I have a word with you? Miss Granger stood and came out into the hallway and closed the door. Judy could see past her and saw that every kid in the room was st- straining to listen. Judy noticed Miss Granger's eyes right away. Gray, maybe flecked with a little gold. Oh, very sharp. <gasps> but not hard or mean. Just bright and strong. Hmm. The reporter didn't waste words. So I hear that you plan to stop the students from using their new word. How goes the battle? Miss Granger did not smile. I have died. Eyes... <laughs> what? How's the battle? I died. How's the battle? I'm a ghost now. How do you think it went? I died. I'm literally dead. My Wait. funeral was last week, okay? They played the wrong mixtape. I'm still angry about it, so please don't bring it up, okay? Please don't bring it up. I had a special mix that I made in the 70s in the top drawer of my desk and the key to the lock is in is in a locket around my neck how they were not how they didn't figure that out i don't know but they played the wrong mix mix at my funeral and now i'm pissed off and that is why you have to leave now now i'm paraphrasing of course of course of course take everything with a say with a grain of salt a grain of salt grain of salt i you know i would say i'm a frindle theory um expert but you know I don't speak for Andrew Clements himself. This is true. I don't speak for Andrew. But Andrew, please rewrite Andrew, that into the please. script. please. Oh my god. Can we make a friend of play? Oh my god, yes. Yes! I want it. Can I play, um... Can I play... Can I play... Can I play Miss Grinch? Sure. No, I want to play Miss Chapman. Yo, chill. Uh, I don't know what I want to play. I want to play... Um, no, I want to play Nick's ugly friend. <laughs> yeah, the girl, the girl who's mega ugly. Can we do a podcast Sits. where we write the play? Sure. Okay, Andrew Clements, please don't sue us. We love you. We love you. He's, like, kind of hot, too. Dude, he's so hot. Yeah, I tried to find his Instagram. Couldn't find it. It's because all, all the... All the girls are already on him. He had to deactivate his Instagram because <laughs> he got so many girls trying to DM him. For real. Okay. Miss um, Granger did not smile, but her eyes got even brighter. First of all, it is not a battle. I'm merely helping my students see what that foolishness should s- see that this foolishness should stop. Such a waste of time and thought. There is no reason to invent a new and useless word. They should each learn to use the words we already have. But of course, all of this is just a silly fad. And if you add e to fad, you get fade. Whoa! And I predict that this fad will fade. I I need that engraved somewhere. I know. Can that be my senior quote? Yeah. Senior quote. Make it okay. Judy looked up from her notepad and asked, "Any idea how this all got started?" Miss Granger's eyes seemed to almost catch on fire at the question, and she said, "Yes, I have a very good idea of how it all started." It, it was one young man's idea in a fifth grade named Nicholas Allen. Nicholas Pissboy Allen. And now you have and now you have to excuse me, Miss Morgan. I five papers I must grade. I can't keep this British accent up. My hips hurt. I'ma open the door so I can... Oh no! For real! Oh no! Oh, it's not that much. Water has been spilt. Ice is on the ground. Lamau. 
Oh, it's not that bad. Okay, what else? Run has been unsalvaged. Ow. Okay, now I can see. Alright, gamers, let's get back. Um. Oh, I'm sitting in the water now. Can you hear this? I don't know, man. Okay. Um. Five papers on my screen. The reporter did not leave right away. She walked back through the hallway and sat on the bench outside the office door so she could look over her notes and make sure they made sense. It took her about five minutes. Then Judy stood up, put her note bag in her large black purse, waved goodbye to a frowning Miss Freed, and headed out the door. She walked into the parking lot. Five or six kids who had just finished writing their sentences for Miss Granger came out the other another door. Judy walked beside them, listening to them laugh and joke. And then she asked them, why do you keep, keep saying Frindle? Don't you hate saying after school? A boy who was almost falling over the weight of his backpack looked up at her and smiled. It's not so bad. There's a bunch of my friends there, and I've written that sentence 600 times now. And then the kids said Miss Miss Granger didn't even look at their punishment papers anymore. They were sure because they were supposed to write, I'm writing this punishment with a pen. Everyone was writing the word frindle every fourth or fifth sentence. Miss Granger hadn't said anything. Yo, chill. These men, yo, chill. They they got the the books. Savages. (laughs) Chill, man. Um... One girl bragged that she had written the word Frindle 45 times on her sheet today. Sheesh. She grinned and said, that's a new record. And this boy named Nick, Judy asked, has he had to stay after school too? The, all the kids giggled. And a tall boy with reddish brown hair and glasses said, Miss Granger has kept Nick after school so much that everyone thinks she wants to adopt him. Yo. The reporter smiled and said, do you think I could find Nick and talk to him this afternoon? The boy looked at Judy for a second and then said, I don't think Nick would want to talk to you right now. He might say something stupid and get himself in trouble. Then he grinned at his friends. The kids laughed and poked and punched each other and headed off down the block. Judy drove back to her office and started writing. The next morning, a brown envelope arrived at the Gazette offices addressed to Judy Morgan. Below her name was written Frindle Story. Judy opened it and there was a class picture, the fifth grade at Lincoln Elementary School. Miss Granger and the six other teachers were standing at the ends of the rows and the kids were dressed neatly, hair all combed. But there was something odd about this picture. The reporter looked closely and saw that each kid was holding up a pen, each little mouth puckered in the same way. And when she was puzzled for a second, then she said softly, of course, they're all saying Frindle. <laughs> Written on the back of the picture in neat cursive was third row, fifth from the left. Judy looked at the picture, and there she saw the same grinning, <gasps> red-haired boy with the glasses that she talked to in the school Ain't no way. yesterday. Ain't no way! She chuckled and said, well, 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 pleased to meet you, Mr. Nicholas Allen. See? Don't you see what's my Whoa. favorite chapter? Man's got them. them. He is wow. A, he is a silly little goose, that kid. Y'all ever heard of this kid before? He's so cool. He is very cool. For real. All right. Bim's turn. Ow. Okay. I'm gonna go clean can, this up. Okay, go get a towel. They're under my bed. Okay. Um, extra, extra. Read all about it. Chapter 11. On Thursday morning, the Westfield Gazette... <laughs> I'm just reading it how it is. The Westfield Gazette was delivered to all 12,297 homes and post offices, post office boxes in Westfield. The story about Lincoln Elementary School was the first item on the front page. And the headline... Local fifth grader says, move over, Mr. Webster. 
Did he really say that? He didn't say that. That doesn't sound If you sound look back correct. at the conversation, they, he did not say move they over. They did Mr. not say Lester. that. This is fake news. This is this is so fake. Um, it was quite the article. Not only wait, not that Judy Morgan didn't tell the truth. Every statement in the article was completely true. It was the particular way she told the truth that got things hopping around the town. For example, take this sentence about Miss Granger. Miss Granger, champion of the forces of order and authority, is battling hundreds of young friendle fighters. This is capitalism. This is capitalism. Pay attention, guys. Guys, come on. Neither side is giving in. Or this bit about Nick. Everyone agrees that Nick Allen masterminded this plot that cleverly raises issues about free speech and academic rules. He is the boy who invented the new word. Um, this reminds me, what's it? Was it Bong Hits for Jesus? <laughs> that court case? Yes. This is what this reminds me of. <laughs> for real, though. I feel like this should go to the Supreme Court. It should. Um, or this last sentence in the article. One thing is for sure. The kids at Lincoln Elementary School love their friendles, and no one seems to be backing off this war of the words. And of course, the Westfield Gazette published the class picture, too, and Miss Granger and Nick were identified for all the world to see. What is the meaning of this? That's what Nick's mother said, putting the article in front of Nick's nose when he got home from school. Did you talk to this reporter? She seems to know an awful lot about you and your new word, young man. What is the meaning of this? That's what the... Oh, wait. What is the meaning of this? No, wait. That's what the school superintendent said to Miss Chapman? What? I didn't... Is that the same... Start over, man. Do they have a... A, a country accent too. No, Miss Chapman. No. No, but it's not Miss Chapman. It's the school supervisor or school superintendent. Yes. Okay. No. No. Not no. the superintendent. No. Okay. No, no. Sorry. Sorry. What is the meaning of this? That's what the school superintendent said to Miss Chapman, slapping a copy of the article over her desk. Why did you have to talk to the reporter? Don't we have enough trouble getting to the tax, getting the taxpayers to pay for the schools without articles like this banging around town? Banging around town. <laughs> I'm. That's what it says. Banging around. What is the meaning of this? That's what Miss Chapman said to Miss Granger, shaking the newspaper in front of her face. I. You read that show already? No. What? Oh, okay. They all say, what is the meaning of this? It's the joke. Oh. And now let me say it one more time. What is the meaning of this? That's what Miss Chapman said to Miss Granger, shaking the newspaper in front of her face. I know you had to talk to this woman, but did you have to say all these things? It'll be a wonder if we don't get fired. It was quite a Thursday for everyone, and no one could figure out how Judy Morgan had gotten that fifth grade class picture. Who gave her the picture? I think I know who gave her the picture. I had ten bucks. It's um, it's Miss Granger. Ten bucks. Chapter twelve. How many pages do we have left? Not that much. We have like thirty-five, I think. No, no, no. Guys, we're schmoving through this book. We're schmoving. If you if you guys enjoy this book, go buy it. Go buy it. This is go a free support Edward Andrew Clement. For real. We're not getting paid. We're not getting paid for we're this. We're not getting paid. No ads. No ads. We didn't put ads on the last video or this video. Nope. So, guys, we are not making any money off this. We don't make money anyway. Listen, what do you mean? We've made, like, eight bucks. Sorry, we are both... Willionaires. 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 We are so rich. We are so so incredibly rich, you don't even know. All right, chapter 12, Airwaves. 
Within a week after the article was published, the Westfield Gazette... What? (laughs) Sorry, sorry, let me start that over. Within a week... I was about to say. After the article was published in the Westfield Gazette, the kids at that junior high and the kids at the high school had stopped using the word pen and started using the word frindle. They loved it. Nick became a sort of a hero for the kids all over the town, and he quickly learned that being a hero, even if you're only a local hero, isn't a free ride. It has a price. People noticed Nick when he was walking to his dad's hardware store, or when he stood in the line at the penny pantry to buy a candy bar. He could feel it when people recognized him, and it made him shy and awkward. Guys, this is how Addison Ray Addison feels Ray, yeah. every single day. Mm-hmm. This should make you sympathize. She just wants to make a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Let me feel this TikTok real quick. Guys, you this is this book was actually written about Addison Ray. It was. It it's was based, based on, on true events. Based on true events. Yep. Addison Ray. Addison Ray. And then the song, I Need a Bad Bleep, Addison Ray was based off of this book. Of course. It's full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Kids at school started expecting him to be clever and funny all the time. And even for a kid as smart as Nick, they were asking a lot. Every teacher, the office secretary, the principal, even the school nurse and the custodian all seemed to be watching. Always watching. His parents were great about everything. True, his mom had been upset when the article first came out, and so had his dad. Nick had said, But I didn't do anything wrong, Mom, and neither did the lady from the newspaper, and his parents could see that he was right. This is how you know this kid. Run salvaged. (laughs) Run salvaged. (laughs) You should rename this book to Run Salvaged. For real. This kid picking up the pieces left and right. Honestly. He too good for this. It's all. It's, It's everything. Um, the things in the article were true, and the truth is the truth, and nothing could be done about that now. Even though it made them uncomfortable to have their boy talked about all over town secretly, Nick's mom and dad were pleased. After all, a brand new word is a pretty amazing thing. Their Nicholas was quite a fellow. No getting around it. Something else in the town, sorry, someone else in the town thought this brand new word was pretty amazing too. Bud Lawrence had lived his life had lived all his life in Westfield. I am Can you stuttering read? left and right, man. Jeez. I did well last chapter, know, but this time true. I'm like... Clean. You just caught, caught off guard. Bud Lawrence had, li- had lived his... <laughs> Shoot, man! Bud Lawrence had lived all his life in Westfield, and when he was only 19 years old, he had saved enough money to make an investment. He looked around for a good idea, and then bought the first Dairy Queen in the state. Wow! After a few years, he bought a McDonald's restaurant. That was almost 30 years ago. And these two restaurants have made him rich, one of Westfield's leading citizens. When Bud Lawrence saw the article about the new word, he had his lawyer file a preliminary trademark claim on the word Frindle. Within four days, he had set up a small company that was selling cheap plastic ballpoint pens specifically imprinted with the word Frindle. How? He sold 3,000 Frindles in the first week. What? And they sold so fast that stores all over Westfield couldn't keep them in stock. Then, just as quickly, kids stopped asking for Frindles. The sales slowed down, and Bud Lawrence started thinking about other projects. A week later, it was Halloween. The leaves started falling, and it seemed like the town was going going to quiet down. And it would have, if it hadn't been for Alice Lunderson. Alice lived in Beth Beth Betherly. 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 I'm from Betherly. Me? I'm Alice. 
Alice Lunderson, and I'm from Betherly, a town seven miles away from Westfield. And she, oh, sorry. And she worked part-time at the local CBS TV station in Carrington. Carrington? Carrington. What are these names? A town of about 75,500 people. That is too many people. Y'all heard this? Y'all seen this? 75,000! Carrington. Jeez! When there was important area news, disasters like floods or tornadoes, or sometimes if she came across little stories that seemed cute or original, Alice would call the station news manager in Carrington. If it was a good story, or if it was a day that when not much else was happening in the world, then the TV... TV station would send out a van with a camera crew to shoot some videotape. Alice subscribed to all the small-town newspapers in the area to keep up with local events. Most of them were published on Thursday, and they arrived at her house by Monday or Tuesday. Then, it took her a day or so to look through them all. On Wednesday morning, she finally saw the article in the Westfield Gazette about the word word war. She read it through twice and and looked carefully at the class photo. She was sure the story was a winner. The TV station manager in Carrington agreed with her. He called the CBS station in Boston because sometimes Boston picked up stories from the Carrington newsroom. The woman at the Boston, the woman in Boston thought the story had some real zip to it, so she called the network news editor in New York. When the facts of the Westfield Gazette got to New York, the staff there loved it. They looked over the schedule sheet for the week and decided it would be a perfect closing story for the CBS Evening News for the next day. What? Thursday. Thursday. The next day. Thursday. Thursday. Orders flew back through the telephone links from New York to Boston to Carrington to Betherly. 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 By Wednesday at noon, Alice had a go order to make the story all the way. It was her first piece that would go on to national news, and 20 million viewers would see it. Sheesh. Alice Lunderson and her camera crew stood on Miss Granger's front porch Wednesday after school. Miss Granger was not impressed by all the lights and the microphones. She looked right into the camera and said, I have, I have always said that the dictionary is the finest tool ever made for educating young minds, and I still say that. Children need to understand that there are rules about words and language, and that those rules have a history that makes sense. And to pretend that a perfectly good English word can be replaced by a silly made-up word, just for the fun of it, well, it's not something I was ready to stand by and watch without a fight. And have you... uh, What should the reporters... Uh, And have you given... And have you lost that fight, Miss Granger? Asked the reporter. Miss Granger turned her eyes nearly full power as she looked in the camera and said with a pale smile, she said, It's not over yet. When Al- <laughs> Yes, it is. Shut up. She's about to... Uh, For real. What is she finna do? I don't know. It's scary, though. It real is scary. scary. The Allen family was... Uh, when Alice and the crew showed up at Nick's house, the Allen family was ready for them. Mom and Dad were on the couch with Nick between them. Nick squinted into the lights. His mom had worked out with Nick what he could say and what he couldn't say. You remember, young man, she told him as she combed his hair. These reporters are just looking for a quick story that will make some excitement. But you have to stay here and live in this town. Sorry. What? But you have to stay here and live in this town, so mind your P's and Q's. Period! You tell them. For real! 
As they sat there on the couch, Miss Allen had her foot on top of Nick's under the coffee table. If she pushed down, it meant what, where it happened. If she pushed down, it meant the reporter had just asked a question that she was going to answer for him. Miss Allen did not trust reporters. <laughs> so tell me, Nick, why did you make up the word Frindle? Asked Alan Lunderson. Nick gulped and said, "Well, my teacher, Miss Gra- <laughs> well, my teacher, Miss Granger, said that all words in the dictionary were made up by people, and that they mean what they mean because we say they do. So I thought it would be fun to just make up a new word and see if it was true." And were you surprised when Miss Granger got mad about it? Asked asked Alice with a smile. There was a push on Nick's foot, and his mother said, We never felt that Miss Granger got angry. When everyone started using the word frindle, it just got to be a disruption. That's all. She's really a very fine teacher. Yeah, said Nick. I mean, I learned about words, and without her, I wouldn't have. (laughs) True. For real. Nick's been facts. I never heard a word before Miss Granger said so. <laughs> I, I didn't know what a word was before Miss Granger. Uh, neither have I. For real. Okay. Um, so what's next for you in, the, in this new word? Alice was wrapping it up. She could see that Nick and his parents were not going to be, be pushed into saying anything controversial. So she just wanted to keep it light and happy. Well, said Nick, the funny thing is, even though I invented it, it's not really my word anymore. Frindle belongs to everyone now, and I guess everyone will figure out what that means later. Alice Alice also had a short chat with a worried-looking Miss Chapman and was, and a smiling Bud Lawrence, maker of the official Frindle. Then she shot her opening bit and her closing bit, and the camera crew drove back to Carrington to edit all the pieces and put them together in a two-minute news story. The next night, when all the serious news about wars and oil prices and world world food supplies were talked about on the CBS evening evening news, the anchorman looked into the camera and smiled and said, It was believed by many that the word quiz was made up in 1791 by by a Dublin theater manager named Daly. Sounds fake. Source? He had bet someone that he could invent a brand new word in the English language and chalked up the letters quiz onto every wall building, wall and building in the town. The next morning, there it was. And within a week, people all over Ireland, Ireland were wondering, wondering what it could mean. The new English word had been created. Quiz is the only word in, the English, in English that was invented by one person for no particular reason. That is, until now. There is a new word. Frindle. Yo. And here is Alice Lunderson in Westfield, New Hampshire, with the story. Alice came on the screen with a, with a short introduction. Then, right there on TV, Miss Granger and Nick and Bud Lawrence and Nick's mom were all were talking to 20 million people about Frindles. One of those 20 million people was a producer for the Late Show with David Letterman. Oh, Yo, Jill! David Letterman? You went on David. Le- There's a picture of him on David Letterman. What? I gotta find this Jill. clip. I gotta find the clip. <laughs> and another one of those 20 million people was staff at People Magazine, and another was a writer for Three Two One Con Contact Magazine for Kids. What? Dozens of other writers and producers and marketing people saw the the story on the news, and all of them smelled a great story. During the next three weeks, every man, woman, and child in America heard about this funny new word the kids were using instead of the word pen. And kids in Ohio and Iowa and New York and Texas and California started using it too. Bud Lawrence was suddenly flooded with orders for anything that had the word friendle on it. 
and he quick, quickly got interested again. But there were complications. Bud's lawyer said, You see that stack of orders there? Trouble. That's what it is. We got a trademark filed, but the, but it's like... Blah, 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 blah. But it's only like an application. The whole country knows that that little kid made up the word. And unless you make a deal with his dad, or mom, or mom, or mom, parent... The mom is all... all rewrite, Andrew, rewrite. For real. As long as you make a deal with his parents... Trope. You're going to end up with a nothing. Maybe even a fat lawsuit. That kid that, owns that word. When Mr. Allen came home at lunchtime... How come I always get the long chapters? I, I got, my picture was literally <laughs> three pages. His wife told him he had to call Bud Lawrence. No. No. I'm switching the rules. When Miss Allen came home from work, her husband told her that she had to call Bud Lawrence. It's something about the new word. It was not good news to Tom Allen. Uh, t- uh, t- what should her name be? What's her name? Sarah something? Timothy? Oh, her name dude. is Mom, Mom Allen. <laughs> she was sick and tired of all the fuss and being away from the hardware store so much a while. So much while all this nonsense was happening had put her weeks behind on her paperwork. She'd be lucky now that her Christmas order on time. See how easy that was, Andrew? For real. Why does it have to be the dad? Why does he have to make all the business arrangements? The mom? The mom was the only reason why this is happening right the now. The mom was the only one who spoke on TV. For real. Um, it's too hard to do this. Tom, good to see you. Just know that we don't support it. Tom, good to see you, said Bud. He stood up and walked around his desk to shake his hands. Shake hands. Whoa. Have a seat. Tom sat down uneasily, and Bud pulled out a, pulled a, another chair. Blah. Balls. Dude, another chair Pull it over. together. I'm trying. I'm really trying. The world is depending on this. I know. Um, ever seen Westfield so stirred up about anything in your life? You and Jin- Her name's Ginny? What is Ginny? what is with this Harry Potter stand? Granger? Ginny? No, literally, this is definitely a Harry Potter stand. The main character has glasses? What? No one has ever had glasses except for me. <laughs> you I'm really sorry to hear that, that you have glasses. I have Pots. glasses. I have glasses. That is unfortunate. I, tell me about it. I gotta for put real. I gotta put on contacts every day. Wow. Yep. That's how they work. You seem to know a lot about glasses. Uh-huh. And when the contacts are done, you take them out. Yeah. Of course. I knew that. <laughs> I bet you didn't, though, because you don't have glasses. I'm glad I don't have glasses. Um, okay. You and Jenny must be pretty proud of that boy of yours. But couldn't remember That boy? That um, boy? Yes, he's quite something, that's for sure. But I tell you, bud, I'm ready for all this to just die down and blow away. Too much fuss. Instantly, Bob saw how this could be... How to get what he wanted. Well, Tom, I'm afraid that's not really going to happen. I can't read. Well, Tom, I'm afraid I'm not... It's not really going to go away. Looks like something... Something started up. And people are real interested. Oops. You probably saw the bright red ball points around town with the word Frindle on them. That was my doing. Just testing the waters. But your boy, he owns that word. I got my lawyer to apply for a trademark a few weeks back. Because that's just the way I I am. 
new thing comes along, I like to be right there in the middle of it. He grinned at Tom Allen, and Tom smiled back weakly. Wow. Was Tom, Tom got cancer or something? Yeah, why is he so Tom's weak? Tom's mad weak. This is why the Ginny needs to be doing this. For real! <sighs> I bet Ginny would. Ginny would have smiled strongly. <laughs> Ginny would have. Have you seen Ginny's teeth? They are, wow. They look like, they look the biggest teeth I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Horse teeth, they are. For real. Um... Right now, I got a shirt printer in Massachusetts and another one in Chicago and another one in L.A. making t-shirts with the word Frindle above a picture of a pen. I mean a Frindle. Each supplier has orders so far for 20,000 shirts. I want a Frindle shirt. Please. I want a Frindle shirt so bad. Can I get one of them? (laughs) Y'all, let me, hit me up with one of those Frindle shirts. Let me get one of them. Hey, yo, Andrew Clemens, hit me up with one of those Frindle shirts. Y'all got, y'all see these? Can I get one of them? Give me that one of the Please. <laughs> um, you need to turn on white or something. No, I got it. I got it. Profit on every one of these is going to be two, maybe three dollars. And I'm making s- some big pen and pencil companies in Hong Kong and Japan about a deal that could be worth some really big money. They've seen this Frindle thing in the media, and they want to buy the rights to to the trademark and make new line of Frindles for kids. I'm not kidding. This is a hot, hot idea. Hold on, I have to burp, like, really bad. Do it. Three, two... I already burped. Did it taste good? It tasted like french fries. That's good. It was great. Bud guessed right. Just the thought of his this made Tom shrink back uncomfortably in his chair. It was way too much fuss. Tom, let me be direct with you. As the boy's guardian... As one of the boy's guardians... (laughs) You need to do the right thing about this. Andrew, are you sexist? This is misogyny. Honestly. This is capitalism. This, this is, is capitalism. patriarchy. This is it. This is you it. You need to do the right thing about all this. I'd like to see where all this is going to go. I'm going to take some risks, spend some money, see what happens. But I need your permission. I need your signature on these trademark papers. And I need to strike a deal about with you about permission to use the trademark. I know it seems like a big ruckus about a word, but we can... But we just can't tell what's going to come of it unless we take some steps. Bud pointed at the papers on his desk. That's a contract, and it's fair and honest. It gives your boy 30% of whatever profits I make. That's a fair royalty. Generous for this kind of deal. So, what do you say? Make sense? Let me take care of all the fuss and and see if some good doesn't maybe come out of it all. The papers and pen were there on the top of the desk next to Tom. Don't do it. Don't sign it. Don't sign it. Don't, Don't sign, sign it, Tom. Don't do Tom, it. Let Jenny do it. She Please. Her signature is probably prettier than yours. Honestly. Yours looks like chicken scratch because you are illiterate, Tom. Literally. Poor man. He's so weak. I know. Wow. Can't believe it. He looked at Bud, then reached over, picked up a pen, and signed both copies of the trademark papers, three copies of the contract. I've got no reason to doubt you one bit, Bud. And I sure don't want to mess with any of this myself. Is that it? He asked, standing up. Not quite, Tom. Here. Then Bud Lawrence handed handed Nick's dad a check for $2,250. What? What's this for? That's what I owed Nick for the sales of the Frindles from the first three weeks, explained Bud with a smile. Tom looked at the check and said, This is terrific, Bud. I'm really glad about this because it'll sure help with Nick's college. But I wish... But I wish you'd just keep this between us. If Nick knew, he'd probably stop mowing lawns. 
and I never get him to save another penny. So just between us, okay? Bud said, sure, Tom, I understand. Just between us. A fifth grader's mowing lawns? Jeez, I would not trust him to mow my lawn. Uh, no. They, and then they shook hands. Mr. Allen left Bud's office and walked across the street to the savings bank. He set up a trust account for Nick, and the bank manager said he could he could make arrangements with Mr. Lawrence so that any other money could be deposited automatically. That sounded like a good idea to Tom Allen. If he never heard another word about it, that would be fine. As Nick's dad walked slowly back to the hardware store, he wondered if things were ever going to be the same in this little quiet town. Oops. Oops. Oh, okay, Jeez. thank God. <laughs> Wait, but this chapter is four not three pages long? No. Oh my goodness. Do you want me to read the outline? No, I can do it. Okay. Yeah. Wait, right. I want to read the last chapter. Hold okay, on. so what's the math on that? Okay. So that's one chapter from the end? Yeah, just go read. I'll just read, read the two. next two. Okay. I want to read the last one. Um... No. Oh, no. Wait. Yeah. Ripples. Is this... Chapter is this? 13. Chapter yeah. 13. I think this is correct. Um, yep, okay. Here we go. Get excited, guys. It's my turn. Alright. Chapter 13. Ripples. But life did settle back to normal in Westfield. More leaves fell. Thanksgiving came. Then the first snow. Then Christmas and more snow. Lucky. Fall and winter seemed to calm everything down and drive... Everyone into their own houses. Things were calmer at Lincoln Elementary School, too. Frindlemania was over, but not the, but that didn't mean the word was gone. Not at all. All the kids, and even some of the teachers, used the new word. At first, it was on purpose. Then it became a habit. And then, by the middle of February, Frindle was just a word, like door or tree or hat. People in Westfield barely noticed it anymore. But in the rest of the country, things were hopping. Things were hopping. Frindle was on the move. In hundreds of little towns and big cities from coast to coast, the kids were using the new word, and parents and teachers were trying to stop it. What had happened in Westfield happened over and over and over again. I'm like... Okay. Uh, can y'all hear me? Um, sick. That might be a little too... Okay. Um, Bud Lawrence couldn't have been happier. There were Frindle shirts and sunglasses and erasers and notebooks and paper and dozens and dozens of other items. The new line of Frendles imported from Japan were a big hit, and now there was talk of selling them in Japan and Europe as well. Wait, they came from Japan? They're not even selling them in Japan? For real. What? Oh, <laughs> it says the checks, but I thought they said these cheeks. But Because <laughs> it's funny, too, because it says these cheeks are getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> wow. Um... The checks that went to Nick's trust fund just got bigger and bigger. Bud opened his own factory in Westfield to make Frindle baseball caps, which created jobs for 22 people. And in March, the town council voted to put a little sign on the post- Bud Lawrence 2020. For real. Uh, 2021. <laughs> Bud Lawrence 2021. Bud Lawrence 2021. Um, and in March, the town council voted to put up a little sign on the post- on the post- Below the town's name, along Route 32, it said, Home of the Original Frindle. And Miss Granger? She seemed to have given up, or perhaps she had been ordered to. No one knew. Uh, her poster about the forbidden word had quietly disappeared from the bulletin board, and the kids were not staying after school writing sentences anymore. It was business as usual, except for one thing. 
Oh, look, there's a little sign. There's a little picture of Palma there. We got oh. Frendel. Everyone in fifth grade got at least one word wrong on his or her spelling test each week. Every week, the first word at the top of Miss Granger's list was pen. And Friday during the spelling test, every kid spelled it F-R-I-N-D-L-E. Period. What a savage. Yeah. All of them. Go them. For real. Go. Nick was Go. sort of a celebrity Go. for a while. Everyone had seen him on The Late Show, on Good Morning America, and two or three other TV shows. Whoa! John and Chris and all his friends kept asking him, which one, there was like something about his friend John last week, what was it? Um, it's either John's an idiot and David is a god, it's I something, think that was something it. Something like that. Little piss baby John. Honestly. Oh, what are you gonna go, cry to your, cry to your daddy and mommy? Huh? Huh? Cry to your guardian? Cry to your legal guardian? Yeah, right. Boo-hoo. That's... Go get a job. Mow lawns like Nick. For real. Make it's... a fun new word, idiot. Honestly. Um, John and Chris and all his friends kept asking him about what it was like to ride a limousine. After a week or two, though, it was old news and everyone seemed to forget and move on. The only person who couldn't quite forget about everything was Nick. Next chapter. So you want me to read the next one? Yeah, I want to read the last chapter. Okay. Is it's there... my birthday, after all. Well, is there really just one more chapter? Until the end? I think so. Oh, wait. Yeah, because the yes. last little few Yeah, bits. and the winner is December 15th. Yeah, okay. Yep, okay. Uh, chapter 14, Inside Nick. Um, on the outside, Nick was still Nick. But inside, it was different. Oh, sure, he had a lot of great ideas, but now they scared him a little. For instance, Nick learned in social studies class that people who buy stuff are called consumers. If consumers stop buying, stores and shops and restaurants to go out of business. Then boom, a new idea hit him. All the kids loved lunchtime, but the awful part about lunch was the eating part. What? Oh, school food. I was like, y'all not rocking- Thanks, Michelle Obama. Y'all not rocking with food? <laughs> Yo, I love food. Dude, for real. Um, and the food was never a surprise. You had- Hello? Is there a ghost? That's terrifying. Hello? Yo, she's go. We heard sounds. It sounded like a door open. Hello? I think there's a ghost. Guys? Ghost? Ghost town? Ghost Hello? town. I think about ghosts, and I get scared, because that could be me. Like, our friend group could do that. And Guys, it just I'm freaks scared. me out. You I'm know that scared. Vine, or musically, or video of the girl where, like, she farts, and then she blames it on a ghost? She goes, I'm scared. True? That's what happened. That's what just happened to me. Um... Uh, Metro Boom wants some more. You know? Hey, do I ever. Um. Don't be shy. Find your place. Start reading. <laughs> and the food was never a surprise. You had to smell it in the morning and then go eating. The food was always bad. Well, thought Nick, the school cafeteria is a sort of restaurant, isn't it? And the students are the consumers, right? And we don't really have to buy our lunches there, do we? Just bring it. Jeez. Nick could see it all. He would get all the kids to bring their lunches from home every day until the ladies who made lunches cooked better food. <laughs> Jeez. This is capitalism. This is capitalism. Right here. Y'all seeing this? Capitalism is when lunch food. Um, capitalism is when lunch ladies bad. For real. Um, he was sure these women didn't cook food for like that. <laughs> he was sure those women didn't cook food like that for their own families 
The kids were the consumers with $1.35 in their pocket. And the food was and, and until the food was better, that's where their money would stay. Great idea. Nick was sure it would work, and he got all excited about it. But then Nick remembered what happened with Frendel. It stopped him cold. He was sure that all the kids stopped buying lunch. Sooner or later, someone would figure out it was Nick Allen's idea. He would get in trouble. People would write about it in the newspaper. The principal would call his parents. And if anything could happen. So for the first time in his life, Nick kept a good idea to himself. He never even told John or Chris. Good, don't tell John. He'll ruin it. Do not tell John. If you tell John literally anything... He'll snitch. He'll snitch? John is such a snitch. Mm-hmm. Jeez. And that changed Nick. His mom was the first to notice. Are things okay at school, honey? And she asked one day in early March. He seemed kind of down. A little sad. It worried her. Yeah, worried me too. Jeez. I'm beyond worried for this kid. <laughs> sure, said Nick. Everything's fine. Everything's okay with your friends? They haven't been hanging around here as much. Mom, I almost said mom. Mom, honest. Everything's fine. It's winter. Everyone's really busy with hockey and basketball. That's all. And Nick went to his room and shut his door. Miss Granger noticed the change too. The clever little rascal who had looked her in her eye and said, But I really don't have a friend with me. That boy who was in, who wasn't in her class any What? That boy oh, that boy wasn't in her class anymore. Uh, now a quieter, more careful careful Nicholas Allen came into the class every day. He did all his work perfectly. Wait, is he not misspelling Frendel? I bet he is. Okay. You better. <laughs> come, on, come on, Nick. guys. Come on, Nick. Guys, you know. Come on. Come on. Come on. Nick, what else do you expect? His middle name is like <laughs> Danger or something. Um, For real. Um, yeah, uh, okay, I need to read. So, um, didn't talk, uh, speak unless she called on him, and didn't laugh and joke with his friends like he used to. School would be over in a few months, and it seemed like there was nothing he could do. She could do to help him. Towards the end of the year, Nick remembered that the letter, remembered the letter that Miss Granger had asked him to sign on the back when he, when the Frindle business was just getting started. The chess game was over, so he was expecting to get that letter from Miss Granger any day. But all spring, it didn't come, so he thought she must have forgotten about it. Nick was afraid to bring it up again, but he was dying of curiosity. So on the last day of school, Nick knocked on Miss Granger's classroom door. She was straightening up textbooks in the bookcase below the windows. Without turning around, she said, Come in. Nick said, Hi, Miss Granger. Miss Granger stood up and turned to face him. Oh, it's you, Nicholas. I'm glad you stopped by. I've been meaning to talk to you, and this will save me some time of having to send a letter to us. I have sending you a letter this summer. Nick gulped and said, That's what I came for. The letter. Miss Granger looked puzzled for half a second and she said, Oh, that's letter. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, that's letter. <gasps> oh. oh, you silly little bumpkin little. Oh, you little, you little. Pardon. Ju- silly that's goose. That's proper annoying. Oh, my goodness. Um, then she paused. You will recall, Nicholas, that I said I would send you the letter when this was all over. And it is not over. It's not? Nick tilted his head to one side and asked, When will it be over? Never. (laughs) Never. Uh, Miss Granger smiled and said, Oh, believe me, Nicholas. You'll know when it's over. I wanted to talk to you about something else. Um, That was kind of ominous. Jeez. She walked across the room and stood about two feet from him. Nick had grown during this year, and their eyes were almost on the same level. Sheesh. 
Nick noticed that her, her eyes were softer, but Jill still just as powerful. I've noticed you've been very quiet for the past few months. You know, Nicholas, you didn't do anything wrong this year. I know a lot of things... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... Um, I know a lot of things happened, and a lot of things were said, and you must have had some difficult days here and there. But your idea was a very good idea. I've been very proud of the way you behaved, most of the time. Nick was embarrassed, but Miss Granger kept on talking. And Nicholas, you have a great things you have great things to do in this life. I'm absolutely sure you do. And you mustn't let a few hard days trick you into clamming up. Uh then Miss Granger reached out and shook Nick's hand and looked him in the face. Her eyes were turned up brighter than Nick had ever seen before. She said, Nicholas Allen, I've enjoyed having you as my student. Now go out there and have a wonderful summer, and I expect to hear remarkable things about you, young man. Miss Granger watched before watched Nick start to leave, but before he got to the door, he turned and said, Thanks, Miss Granger. You have a great summer, too. And he grinned and said, And don't forget to buy some new friendles for next year. That silly little prankster. That too, I knew he was going to do something he like that. Is he is such a... Oh, my God. Nicholas Allen. I stand him. We stand Nicholas Allen. Stand Nicholas Allen. Uh, thanks to the little talk with Miss Granger, along with a healthy dose of summer vacation, Nick made a full recovery. <laughs> like he was like dying or something? He was dying. <laughs> oh, sorry. Same case of Miss Granger. Mm -mm, this is true. Yep. They died together. They died in this. They Romeo and Juliet themselves. <laughs> it makes sense. I believe it. Mm -hmm. um, he was proud that he had made up a new word, and he enjoyed thinking about all the commotion it had stirred up. But one little word had made a fifth grade... What? That one little word had made fifth grade a year to remember. Before he started sixth grade, Nick was Nick again. And all through junior and high school and college, he proved it. Oh my gosh. Are we going to college? For example, two years later, all the school cafeterias in town were serving delicious food at least four days a week. Whoa! All because Nick, all because of Nick the consumer. He did it. Aw, go ahead. And the state superintendent of schools had made special trip to Westfield to learn why the little town had the most successful school lunch program in the state. Wow. And in high school, well, the stories about Nick's other adventures could go on and on. But that would delay the end of the story. The one that started when Nick was in fifth grade. Um, uh, because the end of... Wait. Because the end of the story came ten years later. What? And what was happening to Nick? Nick's word during those ten years? Nothing fancy. Nothing exciting. Words don't work that way. Words either get used or they don't. And Frinda was becoming... Was being used more and more. It was becoming a real word. Whoa... Sheesh. Okay, guys, last chapter. Chapter 15, and the winner is... Ten years later! Nick Allen was a junior in college, and during November of his junior year, two important things happened. First, Nick turned 21 years old, and the Frindle Trust Fund set up by his father became legally Nick's. Nick was loaded. Nick was very rich. Yo. Nick, Nick could afford anything he want. Now, wait! Now Nick is the capitalist now he has all he is in the top one he's iphone he is iphone he's now in the top one percent he is richer than jeff bezos he's richer than bud lawrence oh my god r.a.p bud r.a.p bud actually died bud um, died mm -hmm. frindle from a frindle from frindle yeah yeah frindle induced trauma of course um 
Nick was rich. Nick was very rich. Nick was so rich. How rich was he? Nick was so rich, you couldn't even begin to imagine how rich he really was. Yo. Nick wanted to give his parents some of the money, which they did, which they said they did not need and would not accept. Jeez. But Nick reminded them that they've always wanted to travel, and they should just think of this as a big birthday present or something. So they accepted. Yo, chill, I need that light. (laughs) And Nick also wanted to give some money to his big brother, James. And he said he When did he get a brother? I don't know. He said he did not need it and would not accept it. But Nick reminded James that his two-year-old daughter would grow up and go to college someday. And besides, hadn't James once given Nick his whole baseball card collection? So James accepted the gift. What? (laughs) No way. That's not comparable. We need at least three more baseball cards. (laughs) Come on, guys. After that, Nick went out and bought himself a fast new computer and about ten new games. And a mountain bike. He then tried to forget about the bunny, which was a hard thing to do. He, But he managed pretty well and kept working on his college degree as hard as ever. The second important thing that fall was the arrival of a package at the door of Nick's apartment one day. A large, heavy package. It was from Miss Granger. Aww. There were three things in the package. One, a brand new 18th edition Webster's College Dictionary. Two, Yo. a short handwritten note taped to the cover of the dictionary. Three, a fat white envelope. Turning turning the white envelope over, Nick saw his the name. His name. He had written it there one September afternoon in Miss Granger's room after school <gasps> ten years ago. Whoa! Why am I getting, like, chills? I know. Oh, my goodness. Nick sat the envelope down, gently peeled the note off the front of the dictionary. Dear Nicholas, please turn to page 541 of this book. Nick grabbed the dictionary, leaped to the page 541, and his heart his heart pounding. And there, between the word frimmel and fringe, he read frindle. <gasps> no way! A device used to write or make marks with ink. Uh, arbitrary coinage originated by Nicholas Allen, American. 1987. Does that matter? Was it 1987? 87? That means it's currently uh, 1997. See, pen. <laughs> yeah, it's 1997. For real? What? Yo. Ain't no way. Nick Nick went back to the note for Miss Granger. This is a brand new dictionary, the one I recommend to my students use for their homework. And now, when I teach them about new how new words are added to the dictionary, I will tell each and every one of them to look up the word frindle. And of course, I've sent along with the, the letter I promised I would give you when our little battle was over. And now, it's over. Your teacher, Miss Lorelai Granger. Oh, I forgot to read that in her accent. Oh, Whatever. I'm not okay. doing this Whatever. anymore. Nick's head was spinning. With shaking hands, he opened the fat white envelope. Oh, I can't wait. Body shaming the envelope? For real? What the heck? <laughs> he pulled out the 10-year-old letter and began to read. Dear Nicholas, if you are reading this letter, it means that the word frindle has been added to the dictionary. Congratulations. A person can watch the sunrise, but he cannot slow it down or stop it or make it go backwards. And that is what I was trying to do with your word. At first, I was angry. I admit that. I was not happy to see the word pen pushed aside as if it did not matter. But I guess that if the Latin word for feather had been frindleless instead of pina... <laughs> pina. Pina. Yeah. Then you probably would have invented the word pen instead. Like the sunrise, some things just have to happen. And all you can do is watch. 
The word frindle has existed for less than three weeks. I see now that this is the kind of chance that a teacher hopes for and dreams about. A chance to see a bright young student take an idea they have learned in a boring old classroom and put it to the real test in their own world. I confess that I am very excited to see how it all turns out. I am mostly here to watch it happen. But somehow, I think I have a... I think I have a small part to play in this drama, drama, and I have chosen to be the villain. Every good story needs a bad guy, don't you think? So someday I will be asking you to forgive me, and I hope you will. Nick, I know you like to think. Please think about this. When I started teaching, no one had landed on the moon. There were no space shuttles, no CNN, no weather satellites. There were no video cassette recorders, Old. no CDs. No computers. How old, old person? Is this person. Old person. Boomer. Okay, boomer. Boomer. The world has changed in a million ways. Uh, what? This is why I have always tried to teach children something that would be useful no matter what. So many, so many things have gone out of date, but after all these years, words are still important. Words are still needed by everyone. Words are still used to think with, to write with, to dream with. To hope with, to pray with, and that is why I love the dictionary. It endures. It works, and as you know, and as you now know, it also changes and grows. Again, congratulations, and I've enclosed a little present for you. Yours truly, Miss Granger. Nick remembered Miss Granger's eyes and how he understood what some of those special looks had meant. That old fox. No, for real. She had been rooting for Frindle the whole time. By fighting against it, she had actually helped it, helped it along. Aww. There was a flat o- oblong case case in the white envelope. The kind of case you get when you buy a watch. Nick pulled it out and opened the lid. Inside was something else Nick had not seen for ten years. It was Miss Granger's favorite pen. Her old maroon fountain pen with the blue cap. Under the cap was a little folded piece of paper. It was another note. A very short note. Just one word. Frindle. After about a month later, something happened over at the old part of Westfield. Over there, the trees were huge and the houses were small. Oh no! <laughs> Yo, we on five percent. We gotta, yeah. we gotta close this out. I was like... Um, I was. We have like three pages left. Okay. Someone had left a package inside her storm door. The box wrapped in green paper with a red bow and white envelope taped from one side. She smiled and said, "The package." What? As she picked up the package, she noticed a red, white, and blue express mail envelope sticking halfway out of her mailbox next to the doorway. It must have been delivered late on Christmas Eve. She opened the storm door, plucked the envelope from the mailbox, and then shut the doors behind and went inside the house. Miss Granger went across the living room and sat on the couch. The express envelope was from Westfield School District office, and it looked important. So Miss Granger opened it right away. The letter was from a su- the superintendent of schools. A letter of congratulations. A permanent trust fund for college scholarship students. It had been established with a donation of $1 million Sheesh! from one of your former students. It would be called the Lorelei Granger Students Fund. Miss Granger was sure it was a mistake, or maybe a prank. A million dollars? Nonsense. She had an urge to pick up the telephone and give the superintendent a call to straighten this out right away. But this was Christmas morning, and even though the superintendent was one of her former pupils... Miss Granger decided to wait for a day. Couldn't hurt. Besides, the other package was sitting next to her on the couch, waiting impatiently with its red bow. She opened the envelope first. 
It was a little Christmas card with a sloppy note, obviously the work of a fifth grade boy. Dear Miss Granger, you are one of my favorite teachers. Here is something I want you to have. Sincerely, a student of yours. Miss Granger glared at the spelling mistakes and then chuckled and shook her head. Kids are always the same year after year. She was, here she was in her 40, 45th year of teaching and all set to retire in June. Aw, R.I.P. Aw, she's died now. Finally, my gosh. Honestly. Um, she could hardly remember Christmas Day when she didn't have a present from one of her students. Miss Granger pulled off the red ribbon and tore off the paper and lifted the lid of the box. She expected to find something made of yarn or and popsicle sticks or maybe even curly macaroni and glue. Instead, she found an oblong case covered with blue velvet. She opened the case and inside was a beautiful gold fountain pen. She picked it up. It was cold and heavy in her hand. Words were engraved along the pen's shiny barrel, and Miss Granger had to slide down to the end of the couch and turn her reading lamp. Turn on her reading lamp. She could read the three thin lines of the type. This object belongs to Miss Lorelai Granger, and she may call it whatever she chooses. With love from Nicholas Allen. Aww. Aww. How'd you guys like the book? Did you guys like it? Did you like it? I liked it. I cried. Me too, man. I was like, no way, she's already dead. I know, man. It was so sad. And when they didn't use the right mix for her funeral, it was I know. Sad. I was like, dude, yeah. what the heck, man? I... You didn't get to do Gangnam Style at the funeral? <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't get to, um, Nene? <laughs> y'all get to Nene during the funeral? Nene before you get a <laughs> whooping. But yeah, Nene. I love that book, Frindle. I do, it's too. It's beyond good. Like, what? It's a really good book. Ain't no way. Frindle is just really good. I, I have to start using Frindle now. For real. I'm only using Frindle. I know. Or no Pina. Or Pina. Pina. Or Pina. 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 Well, um. Pina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Excuse me. That I was didn't nasty. Mean, I didn't mean to. I was just talking. For real. I was just it's talking. Okay. I'm sorry. Guys, don't forgive her. Sorry. Please forgive me, please. Please. I will invent a new word. E <laughs> right guys? Right? Guys. Guys, like our friend group could, we could do, do that. that. We could do that. We could do that, guys. Comment down below new words for um literally anything. Yeah. Come on, guys. Comment down below if you watch this podcast. Please comment down below. Okay, for legal reasons, I need to know who, who listens to this podcast. Listens? Like Charlotte made TikTok, it was like 40 something people Literally two days ago. 36 views. Why? 36 views in one day. And this, for what? I don't get it. Is this a mistake? I don't mistake? get it. This is a mistake. This is a mistake. It has to be a mistake. I'm so confused. Like, I kid you not. 36 views, January 15th. I, I don't, don't get it. I don't understand. It makes me pissed off. It's just I don't, some random I don't like days, it. too. January 15th? Yeah. It was wild. Like, what? Anyway, I'm gonna Whatever. go curb stomp whoever's listening to this podcast. Honestly? Me too. I'm so. curb stomping them right now. BRB. Right, bye. Have fun.